the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Another dollar. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money investing and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I've been doing this a long time and experience accounts for the world, in my opinion. Uh, I think intelligence is good. I think humility is wonderful, but you got to get some experience in there to go through some of these cycles. Uh, when the markets fell apart in March, I was like, sweet, buying opportunity for me for the long term. As it turned out, it was a buying opportunity in the short term. Um, did I invest as much as I wanted to? No. No. I wish I could have, but I can't go back in time and go, well, I knew the exact bottom. And I've got a lot of experience at this. The mor- this morning, we get employment numbers. First Friday of the month. Dun, 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 dun. It's something I look forward to. To see what our unemployment rate is. Because ultimately, to me, that is the kind of like the temperature gauge of the stock market. 10% unemployment is cold. 15% is very, very cold. 5% is just about right. 4% a little too hot. 3% way too hot unemployment. So I look at these numbers and it means something to me. We're sitting at 10.2% unemployment. Not as bad we, as we were last month. Not as bad as we were the month before, but still not a great number as far as the thermostat reading goes. July non-farm payrolls increased 1.7 million. July private sector payrolls increased 1.4 million. July unemployment rate was 10.2% versus 11.1% in June. So it's starting to pull in the right number. Now, persons unemployed for 27 weeks or more, that's a long time. 9.2% of the unemployed versus 7.9% in June. So that's not a good number. That's not not, not a good number. The longer you're unemployed, the worse your situation gets, in my opinion, because, hey, unemployment benefits are wonderful. They're a nice uh, safety net. They feel like cash in your hand. I get it. But it's not a lot of money. I'd rather be out there working. I know you're saying I'd rather be home playing. I'd rather be out there working. I'd rather be there at home and playing. Potato, 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 potato. Um, Let's get the whole thing done. So that's the employment report. Now, There's some other big stories out there today. There's no doubt about it. But I want to hit some from yesterday. Nintendo's pandemic bonanza. A billion dollar profit. Now, Nintendo is one of those companies that my dad would have hated. He was a military man. He was a man that was uh, fought in wars. He hated kids playing video games because to him, he was like, go make America great. Good job. But Nintendo's got a game called Animal Crossing, which was a lockdown favorite. And it helped the company enormously. It's best quarter in 12 years. Profit in the quarter, typically a quiet period in the industry because it's spring and summer. Obviously, the sexy time is Christmas and fall when we're going back to school. 
Gamers in the United States stuck indoors found Solace Plain Animal Crossing, which it is exactly what you feel like it is. You're living on a deserted island. You're fishing, you're planting trees, you're crafting items past the time. And it was kind of America in a nutshell. We were Animal Crossing. So they had the right program. And again, I would love to see Apple buy them. Probably not going to happen. But I think those two companies are perfectly aligned. Airlines could receive billions more in relief. And that may not even be enough. A friend of mine uh, was laughing at Warren Buffett. He he says, I'm buying airlines now because Warren Buffett sold. I'm like, go ahead, dude. Trade him if you can. But long term, it's a beaten down group. And the only one I would be slightly interested in is Southwest because they don't have a lot of debt and they don't have a lot of labor issues. Period. I know it's my anti-labor inner Republican coming out. No, 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 no. It's my capitalist pig (laughs) coming out. I don't really like to invest in companies that have a heavy union presence and lots of debt. Those are too many obligations for me. I know you're saying you're kind of like that that bachelor, the guy who likes to drive around in a beach van and surf. No, no, no. I just don't like companies with lots of debt and labor costs. Uh, Labor is typically the most expensive thing, uh, even to a company like an airline where you go, labor is more expensive than jet fuel. It, It typically is. So. That's what you get. That's what it's all about. Other stories of note, and this was a good one from yesterday, in my opinion. Um, Yeti. Yeti is a company I haven't really thought a lot about. They they make these amazing coolers. They're unbelievable. They're all that in a bucket of chicken, and you can call it Kentucky Fried Chicken Crispy Chicken. Um, Yeti had a good quarter, and I'm like, okay, now why did Yeti have a good quarter? Oh, yes, yes, yes. People are getting RVs. And when people get RVs because they can't fly, they're staycationing or they're driving around the country, they tend to get coolers. And coolers, the number one cooler today. If you're cool, you have a Yeti. If you're not, you've got Coleman, period. So go check your garage. And if you've got a Coleman, say, I'm an old man and I'm not cool. Yeti reported better than expected earnings yesterday. The increase was primarily due to demand surge for outdoor recreation and leisure lifestyle. I want a Yeti. What I really want to do is go buy some Coleman's and stencil a Yeti on top of a Coleman and sell them to you for quite the markup because Yetis are expensive. They're actually something that they're targeted to be stolen from campgrounds. That would piss me off. Not for losing my beer, but for losing my Yeti. Sonos reported a pretty awful quarter. Eh. Uber reported earnings after the close and for the first time ever, its food delivery business outperformed rides. Well, that kind of makes sense, Right. Food delivery grew 113%. Wow, wow, hubba hubba. That's pretty sexy. But again, it's all tied towards COVID. What can I tell you else about Uber? Um, CEO is talking this morning and he said he thinks Postmates will be profitable. And I'd say his name, but I'm so bad at at names that are like more than two syllables. Kashra Shai. Mr. Kashai, CEO of Uber, said Uber Eats not profitable right now. Postmates will be profitable when they couldn't pick up uh, a company in the United States. They had to go to Europe to expand their business model. His ridership is recovering faster than transit ridership. Company will follow population trends if they move out of the urban areas. They'll move out of the urban areas. If you think about it, that was one of the stories that really started hitting about two weeks ago when people said, hey, 
why is traffic so easy in San Francisco, but it's, it's getting crowded in suburban areas. We're going more rural. We're going more suburbs. If you can buy a house with a pool, you're getting 10%. You're paying 10% premium right now. If you put up a house for sale with a pool, you get 10% more. Your million-dollar house might be worth $1.1 million if it has a pool. That's what people are thinking right now. It was summertime. Wow. We don't know what to do with our children because usually we have camp counselors doing it. Uh, now that it's coming back to school, we don't know what to do with our children, so we're going to just throw them in the pool. So that's obviously doing kind of interesting. But you didn't think that Uber would be hit because people move. But if you're 25 years old and living in the city and you got a city job and the city says, we don't want you back till 2021, you're like, I'm going to go live with mom and dad in the suburbs. And you still don't want a car, so Uber will follow you there in theory. Elsewhere, Penn National Gaming reported earnings. Um, on the numbers, other than gaming and casino stocks saw a boost. Revenue was down for the quarter. Management's positive comments on the future demand may have excited traders. Penn National Gaming is a casino. It's a sin stock. Not doing a lot of casino action these days, but it's pulling DraftKings win MGM and Las Vegas Sands higher today as they like the outlook for the future. You can find me online at robblackshow.com or newfocusfinancial.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. We're making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome, everyone. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. You know how I said something? I thought it was pretty insightful just a second ago that experience counts. I think it's great to have intelligence, but not to be right. I think the intelligence is to learn how to compare things. I'm not being preachy when I say that, but Wall Street is very much so, in my opinion, a game about learning to compare two things. Um, Now, when you compare the S&P 500 earnings outlook compared to something like an Apple, you go, oh, I see why Apple's getting some love. When you compare Apple's earnings to Samsung earnings, you go, I get why Apple's getting some love. When you compare Apple's current P.E. and future P.E., their price of the stock to their earnings right now versus the price of their stock to their earnings in the future, it's at a very extreme level right now. So did you notice I like two things? I didn't like one. Okay. So Bank of America downgraded Apple. And I'm bringing this up. They have a $470 price target. This stock didn't even have a $370 price target 45 days ago. And everyone got kind of crazy as it just blew through everything. The shares trading at the highest premium of the S&P 500 in 10 years and consumer staples uh, multiples. So you compare it to its S&P 500 valuation uh, and the S&P 500 valuation in the last 10 years. You go, this is crazy. This is very high. Why didn't we value it this high a year ago or two years ago or three years ago? Was the iPhone 10 not good enough? Were the Apple Watch 1 not good enough? Were the services in the future not good enough? That's right. They weren't. And as they've gotten better and as we get closer to 5G, we're like, ooh. So some of the things that we look at are great. Now, like product, what can go wrong here? It's got a high valuation. So it's already 
it's almost as if Rob Black is 18 years old and he's dating a debutante. I don't know if I'll ever get better than dating a debutante. And like I'm, I'm thin, I'm strong, I'm fast. I'm at, I'm at my perfection right then to like win over a debutante. Please understand this is a sexist metaphor, but I think it makes sense to you. Or let's say I was an Olympic athlete at 18. It only, it, I got to keep my gross margins in line or I'm in trouble because there's going to be extra cost for Apple when they launched 5G phones. I have to understand that volume risk in case of higher average selling price to compensate for gross margin pressure. So I'm not necessarily going to get the volume, volume, volume out of my product in the fall. There's some tough comparisons in 2021 with 30% growth as the wearables really came together as did the margins. So when Let's change uh, ever so quickly to Xbox. When Xbox first launches, they're going to be losing money on the Xbox Five or the Sony PlayStation Five, the Xbox One, whatever it is called now. So they're going to be losing money. But in year two, three, four, those semiconductors don't change much in specs in video games, uh, consoles. So they make their margins improve. So that they're, they're at the end of a cycle right now where the margins are improving. Apple's at the beginning of a 5G cycle where margins deteriorate. There's still pressure on services, gross margins from content amortization costs. There's lower impact from share buybacks. As the stock was at 350, the buybacks had more power than they are at 450. Then there's also a potential of a higher tax rate in the event of a Democratic win in the U.S. elections in November. So as we get closer to November, and it looks like Biden may be Trump or Trump may be Biden, but if Biden could be Trump, you're looking at higher corporate tax rates, which in theory, in theory, I'm not speaking for him. I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. I'm just saying in theory, we're looking at higher taxes to pay for. Well, again, let's just look at the stimulus bill the uh, Democrats are putting forward together right now. They're looking for another $3 trillion to $3.4 trillion, and the Republicans are like, let's keep it right around $1 trillion. Let's help all these – uh, wealthy white people. It does seem like the Republicans have a very conflicted message right now. But again, I'm not Republican or Democrat. DraftKings announced expansion exclusive with Major League Baseball. This is a stock I'm fascinated by. It's uh, an app that lets you do online betting. And as sports open back up this weekend a little bit more, the Stanley Cup playoffs, they, they've done their cute little round robin tournament. As these games start becoming more powerful, people are going to start paying attention to more sports and hockey. As the basketball gets through their bubble, warm-up, whatever period it's called, people will become more excited about sports. In theory, people will find ways to bet on sports, and DraftKings is one of those companies. Remember in the first segment, I was talking about Penn National Gamings and all the other gaming companies? They're all there. So DraftKings has some sort of relationship with Major League Baseball, and in your state, if you're allowed to gamble... You can bet on the games. But if you're not allowed to gamble, you can do fantasy sports, baseball, and stuff like that. I don't know. I just think that something tells me we're going to allow more gambling in the next 10 years than we did in the last 10 years, in large part because of COVID and paying for these trillion-dollar stimulus package. So Gold 2K, once again, shout out to you gold bugs. Y'all steadfast. Y'all strong. Y'all, y'all broke through 2,000. Y'all freaky deaky. Trend is your friend. Goldie is lovable. I, 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 
I kind of hoped I never saw a 2000 level of gold ever in my life again. But obviously things are such a poop show out there that we need $3 trillion of stimulus or $1 trillion more of stimulus that gold and silver are obvious right now as the momentum play, as the trade off stimulus play, as the inflation play until we start losing jobs in the fall and prices can't be inflated. Ooh. So again, not my company. But again, I understand why you want it, just not for me. Airlines could receive billions more in relief. As this happens, you'll see the airlines be tradable stocks. In the long term, I wonder, because after 9-11, it took about three years for airline traffic to get back to pre-9-11 levels. I wonder what COVID's going to do, seeing that we don't have a vaccine yet. We haven't flown, a lot of us haven't flown in six months. When I say a lot, I'm saying there are companies like United are reporting 90% down in travel. Now I know you're like, well, I'll fly. I don't care. Uh, okay, Jethro, that's fine. Go put on your rope belt. That's fine. You don't have to, you could do that if you want to. But a lot of Americans would be slow to come back. Will it be three years slow? I think so. W- will it be as dramatic as 9 11? No. Maybe it'll be a, a, a faster trickle. I know you're saying faster trickle. I'm going to use that weekend when I'm paying attention to my son. <laughs> Young man's trickle. Uh, fast. Yeah, old man's trickle. Not so fast. Ah! I know you're saying, yes, getting old stinks. Now you should go to the doctor and have that surgically worked on so he could be just as strong as a young man. Yeah, that's true. But I ain't doing that one. Payrolls increased by payrolls increased by nearly 1.8 million. That's good, but again, in comparison to last year, the total 10% employment versus 4% last year, not so good. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. You can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. Markets are a little bit lower, giving back for the week, but not giving it all back. We'll take a break here. We'll be right back. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Your comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. Voice says your comments are always welcome. I'm like, they're not always welcome. If I've gained a little bit of weight this pandemic, I don't want to hear your comments. You look a little puffy. Actually, I've lost weight um, because I'm eating out at restaurants a lot. And again, the obvious would be like, well, you're going to gain weight because you're staying at home all the time. You're not walking around at work and you're not. No, no. Sometimes it's not the obvious. It's same thing goes with what's happening on Wall Street right now. No. May I ask you? No. You think, why are we hitting all-time highs on the NASDAQ? Why is Apple out of control on the upside? No. Trillions of dollars on the sidelines are going to pour into the market post-coronavirus. That's why the markets are higher. Because we're saving money as our institutions waiting to see a lot of what's going to happen. There is a market bull named John Stutzfus. Um, and if I had the name Stoltzfus, it's, it's spelled Stoltz, S-T-O-L-T-Z-F-U-S, Stoltzfus. If I had that name, that's how I'd say it out too. Um, but he's an Oppenheimer asset management. He says, I remain very bullish on the market. 
His optimism is punctuated by the trillions of dollars parked on the sidelines and the idea that U.S. will ultimately successfully get the coronavirus pandemic under control. You know, I'm starting to think this is one of those Stephen King viruses. I'm starting to think this is one like hepatitis, B and C, um, HIV. It could be a virus that we don't ever get. We never figure out. I'm not saying that because I know nothing about science, but it makes you wonder when someone says, once we get the pandemic under control, you're like, what if we don't? So he's saying you're going to see money beginning to further move out of the bond market, and it makes sense that you'd go after growth of equities in his mind. He acknowledges near-term risks with the stimulus packages being debated by Capitol Hill. It's robble. It's they're making sausage right now. The Republicans are like, I got the pig foot. Democrats are like, I got the pig snout. We're not making sausage without snout. And Republicans are like, we don't like snout. And Democrats are like, we don't like foot. Well, let's just put it in the grinder and we won't know when we, we won't see it when we eat it. Um, downside risk, he says four to six percent. Okay. Okay. He thinks it's been a remarkable resurgence in the price of stocks on the back of expectations. We'll get a post-COVID environment sometimes in the next six to eight months. A post-COVID environment. It's funny because when it first started, I was like, there's going to be pre-COVID. So we're going to call that 2019 all the way up till February 2020. There's going to be the COVID period. And then up until now, we were like, well, then there'll be post-COVID, which will probably be 2021. I'm starting to think the Super Bowl is in jeopardy. I'm going to be honest with you. The Super Bowl's in jeopardy of having fans. Okay. Let's set that one sit for a second. Because remember when we were talking about the Olympics? They already started about canceling the Olympics in next summer. They moved it in. It's like such a poop show. Like, they don't know what to do. So Stoltz says um, everything's going to depend on the progress of vaccines. He says, we can't help but think we can get to 3,500 on the S&P 500. So he still sees upside because of trillions of dollars. And I'll be honest with you, he's not wrong. Because again, we're like, why is the stock market ripping so high? And that we go, well, there's a lot of stimulus. There is, what else is there? What else is there? Let's think about this for just a second. Um, uh, Low interest rates. We got low interest rates. Yes, yes. We got 10% unemployment. We're like happy about that because it's better than 15 or 17% unemployment. Uh, but I can tell you, like, from some of my friends, I'm listening to some of their conference calls and Zoom calls. Some of these Zoom calls, like, people aren't working right now. They're just talking about two things, layoffs in pandemic and Black Lives Matter. You got to think Europe's got a little bit easier than us right now as far as economics, because they're probably only talking about one or two of those things. One of the two. So we have social unrest tied towards police brutality, police excessive force. We got some social unrest, and it's still out there. We got politics coming up, and we've got a pandemic we're living through. And again, I'm not seeing a lot of gains. Um, my TV station called me yesterday, and they're like, "We want you back, bad." I'm like, "In the building?" And I'm like, "Not that bad." <laughs> Do I stink? Um, so I'm not really working, right? And then when I'm not really there, I'm not really contributing to the work economy. I'm not stopping to McDonald's bop, 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 bop for breakfast or Starbucks. Perk, perk, perk. That's my sound effect for coffee. Um, I know you're saying you really are a shoestring budget show, aren't you? And you've lost your mind because of it. Uh-huh. So the Russell 2000 is higher today. I like that because the NASDAQ has shined. The S&P 500 has shined. 
The Dow has got stinkers in it like Boeing. But the Russell 2000 is a small cap universe. And uh, for the love of CFP, Chad Burton, um, he keeps saying things like, well, I really want the Russell 2000 to go higher. I'm like, Chad, he can't just want it. It just kind of has to happen. But he wants to see that equal spread of growth, equal spread of wealth, small caps to do as well as large caps, growth to do as well as value. He wants to see money going not just into the top five NASDAQ stacks. How dare you say that? <laughs> Remember Greta Van Thornburg was her name? Greta Van Thornburg? And she goes, how dare you? I think she was talking about Trump or was she talking about white men and across the world who are smoking cigarettes and driving cars and ruining the world. But um, how dare you? I miss that. It was like it was last summer where we we're talking about this little sweet girl who cares about the environment. And now we're talking about vaccines. <sighs> Times change. Unemployment rate falls to 10.2 percent. Um, Pfizer signs a deal to supply Gilead's Rimsdivir. Remdesivir seems to help with the symptoms of COVID or something like that. So it's a treatment. It's not a cure. And Gilead has got to the blessing of the FDA. And because of that, uh, they need to make as much of this drug as possible because doctors say, well, it's FDA approved. I can't get sued. And hospitals go, well, doctors, you can't approve something that's you get that hydrochloroquine. You can't approve that because that's not FDA approved. Cuts down the lawsuits. It's trusted. It also cuts down on the death rates. So as the virus goes on, we should get better at treating it. Let me give you an example. HIV. When we came up with a cocktail of drugs to treat HIV, not a cure, just, you know, help it out. It's extended the lives. The treatment extends the lives and it cuts down on the death rates and it cuts down on the death percentages. So that's a good thing. Apple's down five today, sitting at 450. Yesterday was a strange day. I own shares of Apple. Um, when I left the show at 9 a.m. West Coast time, Apple was up like four. And when I looked at the markets three hours later, Apple was up 15. I'm like, did they announce something? Because that's a big move. And the only thing that Wall Street could look at and say is, oh, it must be – it must be uh, – we, we don't know what it must be. Oh, it must be those millennials buying it on their phone, Robin Hood. Dang millennials. America's social security situation is getting worse. Experts are warning on the economic effects of 55 million Americans filing for jobless benefits and other issues. The mid-coronavirus will make the country's social security crisis even worse. The funds are expected to deplete, although that's not quite a true statement, sooner than projected is 2035. Ultimately, you know why the funds are expected to deplete a little faster? Because you and I aren't working. We're not given – but we are. 90 10% of like it's not that bad of a number, is it? But if we're not getting a paycheck, we're not giving Social Security into the system. So 2035, now you're going – Oh, I remember when you said 2035, that was back in 2000, that was 35 years from now, and um, ultimately, that's a long time away. Now you look at 2035, you're like, it's not that far away. And the system could be impaired by 2032, and that's when the system is quote-unquote bankrupt, where politicians can go, wow, wow, I must say, I must say, I must say, I must say, we must raise taxes. 
oh, we must make old people wait longer to get their money. Oh, we must give old people less money. I must say, I must say. And then the other side will be like, I'm, off- I'm offended by that. We need to raise taxes on smokers. So down the road, we're going to have some debates on this. Not today, though. 800-516-1220 teacher calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Ballard Power price target was raised $20 on the street. Ballard is a company that makes hydrogen fuel cells. And I've been talking – I'm not talking about it. I've been seeing it and sometimes talking about it for over 20 years. And I'll, I'll be honest with you. Um, fuel cells and electric cars and gas and hybrids, Ballard hasn't done a lot in revenues. But you get one company out there talking about hydrogen fuel cells, and it kind of becomes a story. All I want you to look at is, and I understand that over time, hydrogen fuel cells will penetrate the market more and more, but it's so early. Are you prepared for that kind of risk? I don't care. Up to you. Eastman, Eastman Kodak discloses appointment of special committee to conduct an internal review. When it's all said and done, people are going to go to jail. There was some insider trading there. It's obvious when a stock goes from two to 60 and insiders are dumping shares and they were loading up on shares previous. Uh, that was a leaked one. So as far as information about the United States government potentially giving them a loan to manufacture chemicals for the pharmaceutical industry. Insiders know. Some people think it was a, t- a Trump tip off to a friend. Uh, so says Bigfoot in the corner. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. So this song is 21 Pilots, which reminds me I like 21 Pilots enormously. But it's not a band I would see in concert, although I was a little bit surprised yesterday by seeing a lot of concert venues start opening back up in Europe. Not this year, next year. So I started seeing some artists putting tickets on sale in Europe. I was like, that's kind of interesting. Like, is that jumping the gun a little bit or not at all? Um... Live Nation reported numbers yesterday. Live Nation, obviously, Ticketmaster and a couple other ticketing services. And ultimately, if you had tickets for the summer, I had music tickets for the summer. And when the event was canceled, you're like, okay, they're going to give me 150% of the value of my ticket if I let them keep my cash. So I can get credit for 100. If I spend $100, I can now spend $150 on my next concert. In the next year, I'm like, ooh, what if concerts don't come back in the next year? I'm like, I don't want to play this game. So I'm, I'm out. So I cashed my tickets. Uh, they said 96% of people left it as credit. And I'm like, who does that? Well, it turns out the statistics were kind of fudge. So if the event was canceled, that didn't count. If the event was a festival, that didn't count. So there was some ticketing done on Ticketmaster. And I guess it's kind of like, I don't know, like, Russian goat petting or something along those lines where you're like, do people really pet goats? <laughs> like, bah. People pay to do that? And the answer is they must be. Speaking about paying, Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com, you came knock, knock, knocking on my door this week in large part saying, hey, as your mortgage lender, 
you probably could benefit from a refi. And I was like, no way. And you're like, way. But when you said the interest rate, I was like, way. Tony, how are you? BayAreaLoanSource.com. I'm well. Good morning. I was a little stunned to see all-time lows on mortgage rates. Not, I guess I'm not really stunned anymore because it seems like I say that every three or four months. But 2.25%? Eight, 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 eight new lows this year? Yes. Okay. So it's like Aaron Judge hitting home run in eight games. Wow. So rates at 2.25. Now, obviously, not a lot of people are going to qualify for that. Or will a lot of people qualify for that? Oh, you're right. It is a very select few that are getting that. Um, that's on a 15-year. 15-year with good equity, good credit, owner-occupied, single-family type of property. Those are the people who are getting those kind of rates. Um, okay. But even if you're not, if you're close to that, you're still below 3%. Uh, the, the, I believe the 15-year the is right at 2.58, according to Freddie Mac, and the 30-year is at 2.88. Uh, those are kind of the benchmarks that we follow. And you can go and look at these. It's called the Freddie Mac uh, Primary Mortgage Market Survey. And it takes a Can, I, can I tell you rate. something? Not one person on the planet wants to go look at those, but you might do. Good well, for you. Yeah, <laughs> just really following the trend. And that's those eight times that we've seen this year. So not everybody's getting that rate. Um, and that's on the 15 year. The 30 year can be as low as uh, two and a half, if you can imagine that. Now, there was a new IPO yesterday or the day before, Rocket Mortgage, where we learned Dan Gilbert of the Cleveland, what's the basketball team there? Cavaliers. Cavaliers. He owns them. He owns Rocket Mortgage. But they came public, and they came public around $18, then it went to 21 then it went to 24 um, Any comments about getting a mortgage through an app? Because my instinct is – it's kind of like Robin Hood. It can kind of get you in trouble. If you don't know what an option is, you should be playing with options. If you don't know what mortgages are, it, yeah, you can get it. It might be cheaper. It may be faster. It may be approved, but then they're going to ask for paperwork and then things are going to get messy from there. What are your thoughts on Rocket Mortgage? Um, it's, it's still an online bank, in my opinion. Uh, online banks don't give you as many options. I've dealt with a lot of people who flip flop between uh, a lender, and let's just say Rocket Mortgage and us, um, a, a Bank of America or Wells Fargo and us, people have a, they, they do the grass is greener on the other side a lot. They, they go from online to, to brokers, brokers to lenders, lenders to online. So there's a kind of a cycle. I think Rocket Mortgage is positioned well because they've done a lot of marketing. And that's what the industry is all about. Options are not um, options are what you're really looking for when you're doing a mortgage. And I really don't know enough about, you know, the app where if you go there, are they going to really tell you how to amortize? Um, are you going to get a 22 year loan or do you need a 20 or a 15? And, and how does that play out with your current mortgage? Which one makes more sense? How long are you going to stay in your property? So there's a lot of things that, that you're not going to get if you're doing it right on an app. It's, it's almost like, Hey, if you're ready, and you've already made your decision, you've already attacked your financial planner, and this is exactly what you want to do, then we can do your mortgage. But I don't think you're going to get that personalized um, you know, plan when you go directly to an app. Okay. Anything else that you want to hit real quick? Because we're almost out of time. Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. You've done my loans. He told me this week that I could save about $350 a month in payment. And I was like, okay, let me do the math on that. That's about $4,000. If I split that between my two kids, it's $2,000 each I could put into their IRA, 401k, whatever, some sort of retirement plan for them, acorns. 
And that comes to $10,000 over the next 10 years. No, it comes to $20,000 over the next 10 years for both of them. That's a lot of savings. It's something I should consider, no? It, it definitely is. And it, again, options. If you're looking to retire soon, can you pay off your house before then? Or do you think you need to have a 30-year fix going at all-time low rates? Uh, if you need cash out, if you need to pay off some high credit card debt. I'm doing a, a refinance right now where the guy has about $80,000 in credit card debt that he's been spending to build his house and, re- and renovate it, and he's going to pay that off and save $1,600 a month. These are what options, these are the options that, that you get when, with low interest rates. So I would explore the options. Don't be afraid to get a scenario um, quote. Sounds good. It's Tony Mendez. You can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. I'm Rob Black talking to all things financial. I think it's important to take advantage of negative situations. COVID-19 is killing people thousands and hundreds and thousands of people. Uh, the United States is expected to maybe get up to about 300,000 deaths related to it. That's a lot of people and a lot of future health complications from the process that we don't know how it plays out in the future. Um, but there's a lot of negatives, but there's also a lot of positives. A lot of technology is being pulled forward, like telehealth, uh, teledocutors, uh, good stuff. You can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com.